and my watch says 529. What does yours say? 529. Okay, so Just, I'm going to knock. Okay. You'll knock when I start, yeah. Mm. But I think it's going to work this time. Welcome to the Dersh Show. Today I'm going to talk about something that some of you may find a little <clears throat> esoteric, but it's very important and it reflects a widespread problem. How many of you out there have heard of Professor Lawrence Tribe? Uh, Larry was my colleague at Harvard for 48 or 47 uh, years. He announces himself as the leading constitutional expert in the United States. He wrote the textbook on the Constitution. Um, and many people listen to his views. I'm not sure how many will after they hear what I have to say. Um, Tribe has a lot of influence. He helps pick clerks for the Supreme Court, and one of his mentees is now the chief of staff to the president of the United States. You can't get much higher than that. But here's what uh, Professor Tribe, the expert on the Constitution, twitted the other day about the treason clause of the Constitution. <clears throat> Here's what he said, quote, led by Fox News Channel's Tucker Carlson, the GOP's Trump wing appears to be throwing its weight behind Putin. If Putin opts to wage war on our ally, Ukraine, such quote, aid and comfort to an enemy would appear to become treason, treason as defined by Article 3 of the United States Constitution. Larry, you do not know what you're talking about. Treason is defined in the Constitution. It's defined in the Constitution very specifically. It says, treason against the United States shall consist only only in levying war against them. So it's a wartime thing. Or in adhering to their enemies during wartime. Or giving them aid and comfort. Not for Professor Tribe. For Professor Tribe, if you disagree with his approach to foreign policy, you're guilty of treason. Well, under that definition, he and I were both guilty of treason. We both opposed uh, the American war in Vietnam. We both opposed the invasion of Iraq. And we both opposed other military adventures by the United States. We have a right to do that under the First Amendment. If the First Amendment means anything, it means you can oppose going to war. When we went to the first World War, half of America opposed it. Uh, the Second World War, much of America opposed American involvement. Uh, indeed, if not for the ridiculous decision by the Japanese to attack Pearl Harbor, we might not have ever gotten into the Second World War, despite the urgings of Winston Churchill and, and others. Wars are controversial. It's important to have people speak out against them. 
it's important for people to say what Tucker Carlson said. I fundamentally disagree with Carlson's approach. Uh, I think that President Biden's approach to uh, sanctions and imposing sanctions and trying to be tough, sometimes I wish he would tougher, uh, on, on Ukraine uh, is the right approach. I certainly don't have any support for, for, for Putin. Um, but I don't judge people's First Amendment rights or their being guilty of treason by whether I disagree with them or not. Lawrence Tribe has the mind of a totalitarian. For him, it's free speech for me, for us, for my party, but no free speech for you. Free speech for me, treason for you. Reminds me of a dictator in South America who once said, for my friends, everything. For my enemies, the law. The law. And that's what Tribe is doing. The law. Nor is this the first time he's ever used the T word or, or threatened uh, treason. Uh, he's done it. He's done it before. He did it when um, there was a dispute over the electoral count. Now, as you know, I think the electoral count uh, was generally correct. Um, I think there were problems in Pennsylvania. If I were the Supreme Court, I would have granted review in Pennsylvania. I think the vote in Pennsylvania was unconstitutional. Whether there were enough improper ballots cast to change the electoral count in, in Pennsylvania, I think we don't know the answer to that question. Even if Pennsylvania went the other way, wouldn't have changed the outcome of the election. But I'm entitled to say that, and people are entitled to challenge it. But here's what Tribe wrote back then. Any halfway decent member of the House or Senate who is planning to object, object, constitutional right to object, to electoral vote counts must now desist. This is the totalitarian speaking. Must now desist. They had not just their day in court, but months in court. Enough already. This has crossed the line past sedition. It's already a crime, but it's past the line of sedition. It's domestic terrorism and the T word and treason. So here, tribe has accused a third of the members of the House and the Senate of treason. So he's, let's see, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, me, him, members of the House, members of the Senate, treason. Hey, read the Constitution, expert. Go back and read the debates over the treason provision. They would laugh at you. They would throw you out of the Constitutional Convention if you expressed views like that. It's absurd. And can you imagine teaching students that? Can you imagine how he treats students who express opposing points of view when you have a totalitarian mind like that? When you know you're right and you're the expert and there's no disagreeing with you because you're the expert then how do you teach students? How do you give them the full opportunity to express contrary views? Would he accuse students of treason? After all, Tucker Carlson is not a government official. He's just an ordinary citizen on, on television. What if a student raised her hand and said, Professor Tribe, you know, I really don't think that the United States should be threatening Russia Russia has a plausible claim to Ukraine. You remember, it used to be called the Ukraine. 
which implied that it was like a part of something else, the Ukraine, like the Midwest or the South. And they changed it from the Ukraine to Ukraine when Ukraine established its independence. Putin claims, no, that was an invalid act. It was done by force. Look, I don't agree with any of that. But what if a student expressed that view? I can tell you what I would do in my class. I would welcome that. And I would get into a 15-minute discussion with the student. You know, how do you determine whether a country is independent? How do you distinguish between this claim of independence and that claim of independence? You know, I'd, I'd get into all the legal and policy implications. I would never put a student down or ever say, you're guilty of treason. My God, you're giving aid and comfort to the enemy. What if Putin finds out that a brilliant student at Harvard Law School actually supports his view? Will that encourage him to go to war? I mean, that's essentially Tribe's uh, position. Then he was, of course, demolished on the media. Look, I've been demolished on the media. Everybody's demolished on the media. But he took down the tweet. He took down the tweet, and he responded with another tweet, which was essentially a, a false statement. Um, what he said in the other tweet is that, oh, some of you took me literally when I said he'd be guilty of treason? No, 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 no. I, I didn't mean to suggest that it should be taken literally. There were those who thought I meant to be using the word treason literally. Hey, you said treason as defined by Article 3 of the Constitution. What could be more literal than that? If you had said treason-like behavior, treasonous behavior, Treason is a metaphor. All right, I can understand that. It would be wrong. You don't use the word treason and throw it around like that. But treason as defined by Article 3 of the U.S. Constitution means that you intended it literally. You literally accused Tucker Carlson of treason. I don't know if Carlson's going to sue you. Uh, probably that's why you took down the tweet this year afraid of that. It would be an open and shut case, even though he's a public figure. You cannot accuse somebody of treason. Uh, you cannot just willy-nilly throw out the most serious argument, the most serious claim uh, in the world. I'm suing people who've accused me of something far less serious than treason. Now you're accusing Tucker Carlson of, of treason. Now, you know, I don't want to suppress tribes' constitutional right to make a fool of himself. That's a very important constitutional right. And the more tribe talks, the more people stop listening. And the more tribe talks, the more his claimed expertise on the Constitution is exposed as, as a fraud. Tribe is not a constitutional scholar. He's a constitutional user, manipulator. He takes the words of the Constitution and he interprets them any way that helps his partisan or personal views. He did that during the two impeachments. When President Clinton was impeached, he said, oh, you can't impeach a president unless there's a crime, a serious crime. The Constitution was intended to make impeachment difficult. You're decapitating an entire branch of the government. No, no, you can't impeach, you can't impeach, you can't impeach. You need serious criminal conduct. Then when, when, when Trump gets elected, 
before he even takes office, Tribe says he should be impeached. You can't be impeached if you're not in office. You can't be impeached for conduct that didn't occur while you were president. But Tribe was willing to totally undercut his defense of Clinton. For him, the Constitution means one thing for Clinton, one thing for Trump. One thing for me, one thing for Tribe. The Constitution for me, but not for thee. Why do I spend a show on, on one guy who many of you haven't even heard of? Um, not because I'm Harvardocentric, because I think the world turns around Harvard. I wouldn't devote a show to most Harvard law professors, but this is a guy with a lot of influence. He kind of labeled himself the head of the resistance. In fact, he called himself uh, essentially uh, the attorney general of the government outside, you know, of the outside government. And um, uh, he thinks of himself as the leader of the woke and progressive generation. And he represents that generation, although he's, you know, my age, a little younger. But he leads that generation. And what he has done and the totalitarian mind that he represents, the kind of modern-day McCarthyism, the last time I heard treason being thrown around, it was by Senator McCarthy. He threw it around all the time. That Treason is being committed by people in higher places because they're hiring communists, etc. He has been kicked into the wastebasket of American history. And that's where Tribe belongs. And that's where he'll end up. Because his views on the Constitution cannot be taken seriously. I challenge Tribe. Come on my show. Tell me about a constitutional interpretation you have ever made that is against your partisan, political, ideological, and personal views. I've known you for more than 50 years. I can't remember when you may be able to find one or two obscure provisions under the Commerce Clause or something like that, but something important. You won't find that. Other real constitutional scholars, John Ely, uh, Gerald Gunther, uh, Anthony Amsterdam, so many others, uh, great constitutional scholars, often come out against them. They believe with Voltaire. I may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it, not for tribe. What he says is, if I, I disagree with you, and therefore I will accuse you of treason. Not only won't I defend you, I'll prosecute you. The death penalty, that's what treason carries. The idea of throwing that T word around the way he does it against members of Congress, against an entire network, and against Tucker Carlson, um, it just doesn't serve the interests of America. It doesn't serve the interests of the Constitution. And it represents a terrible development, a terrible development. Because it's interesting. When Tribe tweeted about treason, he didn't even mention the First Amendment. Remember, too, that he was among those people who said there were a whole group of academics who wrote a letter saying, if you, Trump's lawyers, dare, dare to raise a First Amendment issue in his defense, you will be acting unethically. It's a frivolous argument. You can be disbarred for making that argument. 
I responded by saying to the Trump lawyers in the second impeachment, I was not involved in the second impeachment, I was involved in the first impeachment, make the argument, I'll defend you. Tribe and the other academics are just dead wrong. Of course there is a First Amendment claim, and it should be made. But what Tribe is doing is chilling the First Amendment. He's telling Tucker Carlson, he's telling Fox News, he's telling senators and congressmen, don't you dare exercise your freedom of speech under the First Amendment, your freedom to petition government for a redress of grievances under the First Amendment, because if you do, I will accuse you of treason. And treason, we know what that means. But the framers of the Constitution limited treason, limited it very, very narrowly. And that's why, ultimately, he had to take down the tweet and he took down the second tweet as well. Um, finally, he admitted, I should have been more careful because we're not at war with Russia. Treason prosecutions should be off the table. Well, that's after he got criticism. Maybe he just didn't know about the treason provisions of the Constitution. That never came up in a partisan way, so he didn't read the Constitution. Of course he knew the treason provisions of the Constitution. Every constitutional scholar knows how difficult it is to prove a treason. And treason, of course, is the first impeachable offense. And if you commit treason, you should be impeached. If you commit bribery, you should be impeached. If you commit high crimes and misdemeanors, you should be impeached. And Trump, of course, played an important role in both impeachments, the Clinton impeachment and the Trump impeachment, so he knows what treason is. And yet he was prepared to send out a tweet, tweet saying treason as defined in Article 3. And then he says, whoops, sorry, no war, no treason. I shouldn't have said it. So I'm going to tweet another tweet. Now I'm going to take down both tweets because if I keep up the second tweet, people will probably try to look for the first tweet and I'm embarrassed. I don't want them to look for the first tweet, so I'll take down the second tweet. Larry, you can't erase history. That's what you said. That's what you meant. You intended to accuse Tucker Carlson of literally, literally committing treason as defined in Article 3 of the Constitution. Shame on you. You are not a constitutional expert. You may have been once when you were very young and less partisan, but your partisanship, your ideological willingness to distort the Constitution has disqualified you for ever being considered a constitutional expert. I wonder if anybody will ever again call Tribe to be a constitutional expert in a court, because he'd be devastated on cross-examination. You say you're a constitutional expert, what does treason mean? Yeah. Did you accuse Tucker Carlson of treason? Did you read the Constitution when you accused them? Oh, oh, you apologize. You said, you didn't mean it literally, but you said under the definition of Article 3, doesn't that mean literally I would love to cross-examine him? But I don't think he'll ever subject himself to that kind of cross-examination. So... Apologize for focusing so much attention on one person, but he is a very important person, and he has attacked the First Amendment 
in a way that could have influence. He has a lot of followers on Twitter. Many of them applauded his statement. And so it's not only him, it's those who agree with him, those who follow him, those who think he's an expert, those who say, hey, if Tribe says it, it must be correct. I've had that said to me on a number of occasions. Well, I don't think anymore that's going to be the attitude. I think Tribe has really, really kicked himself in the rear end uh, many, many times. But this time, by accusing Tucker Carlson of treason, by accusing Fox of treason, by accusing many members of the House and the Senate of treason, by flipping his views on the constitutionality of criteria for impeachment. It's just, you know, he's entirely predictable. Put your finger up to the political wind. If it's politically correct, if it supports the woke wing of the Democratic Party, Tribe's going to interpret the Constitution to make it come out that way. If it doesn't, Tribe's going to say, I am the leading expert in the Constitution. That's not what the Constitution means. So take with a grain of salt anything Professor Lawrence Tribe says. I extend my invitation to him to come on the show to respond to what I have to say or to send me tweets or to send me an email. I'll read it in whole. I won't edit a word. And let the public decide. Let people decide whether he's an expert on constitutional law or a phony who distorts the Constitution to make it come out the way he wants it to come out. That's the most dangerous thing you can do to a Constitution. You know, the Constitution is so important. And I believe in a living Constitution. I believe that the Equal Protection Clause means something different today than it did when it was first uh, enacted. When it was first enacted, none of the people who, who voted for the, for the uh, due process equal protection clauses would have said that a black person could marry a white person or a gay person could marry another gay person. The, the Constitution has changed, but if you give the Constitution to somebody like Tribe, and thank God, thank God he was never appointed to the Supreme Court. I actually told President Clinton to appoint him to be Solicitor General because he's a good advocate. But that might have been a road to the Supreme Court. He would have been the worst possible justice. He would have just distorted the Constitution in every way to come out the way he wants it to come out. We have justices who do that occasionally, but he would have done it repeatedly, and he would have really destroyed the credibility of the court. So he's now retired. May he live long and prosper and have a good retirement, but stop tweeting these absurd interpretations of the Constitution. Write to me what you think of this, and if any of you agree with him, please, please let me know. So now I want to turn to some questions. We had a lot of questions uh, yesterday, particularly about um, the um, uh, issue of whether or not a web artist can refuse to provide web services to a gay couple that wants to uh, get married. I'll read you some. I would say the overwhelming majority favored the right of the web person. A couple, uh, uh, but no more than two or three, favored the right of the couple to get married and use him. Uh, but I got some very good emails. Just a question. The gay couple, knowing how the artist felt, still insisted that the artist work for them. Why? Why couldn't they just respect that person's beliefs and look elsewhere? All right, let's assume uh, I go to a, a gay to a uh, to a, a web uh, provider, 
And uh, I say, I'd like Sorry, you to... Sorry, could you say that again? My... my watch just woke up and talked to me. Sorry, that's the world we live in. Um, so let's assume that I went to a web provider and said, um, I'd like you to um, uh, do a wedding invitation. My, my daughter is marrying a, a guy. And, 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 and the web provider says, fine, but, but what's your name? And I say, Dershowitz. And they say, are you Jewish? I say, yeah, I'm Jewish. No, 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 I, I, don't, I don't provide web services to, to Jews. I, I think Jews are, are, are damned by God, and I, I just don't provide web services, or refuses to provide web services to a black person, saying, have you read the Bible about Ham and the Hamite curse? I just don't like to provide services to, to black people. I wouldn't just go to a different guy. I'd sue the guy immediately. Um, you're not going to get away with that kind of stuff with me, and you're not going to get away with that kind of stuff for a self-respecting black person or a self-respecting gay person. Um, so no, I, I think if he's violating, she's violating the law by refusing to provide services, the law dominates over your conscience. You could ask the same question. If she knows she has to provide services to gay people and she doesn't want to do it, let her go into a different business. Um, let her go into a business where she doesn't ever have to deal with, with, uh, with gay people or with gay marriages. Uh, they have a right to the service. She has a right to conduct her service the same way, but they both have to do it under the law. And under the law, at least under Colorado law, there is an obligation to not turn down people, not turn them away uh, as the result of their beliefs. Uh, uh, you know, you have religious beliefs, they have beliefs. I don't know whether their beliefs are based on religion or not, but um, there's a clash, and the clash is resolved by the legislature. It's interesting that a lot of the people out there who think legislature should be making the decisions, not the courts, in this case, want the courts to make the decision. Uh, the same people who don't want the courts to make other decisions are saying, look, we don't like the legislative decision. They, they ruled in favor of gay rights, so we're asking the courts to come in and defend the right of the webmaster uh, because we don't like the way the legislature decided. Be consistent. Be consistent. If you think that legislatures ought to make the ultimate decisions about abortion, about gay rights... Be consistent when the legislature makes a decision. Don't suddenly say, no, 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 I didn't like that decision. So I'm now going to the courts. Look, consistency may be the hobgoblin of small minds, as Emerson uh, once uh, was misquoted as saying. Um, and, uh, uh, but I think consistency is important. Um, legitimate consistency is important. Okay, so let's... Uh, go to a couple of others, really along the same line. Uh, since I know you love hypotheticals, <laughs> if you and Larry David ended up in a grocery store, disagreement, and you remove your shirt only to reveal a second shirt saying, it's the Constitution, stupid, if it somehow escalated into a brawl, who would win the fight? Well, it depends. If it was a fight with the fists, probably be a tie. We would both be too tired after a couple of shots to, to do anything. But if it was a verbal fight about who got the better wine, who got the better quip, who told the better joke, 
I'm, I'll, I'll hold myself up against him anytime. I think I got the better one uh, when I confronted him in the store in Chilmark, and I did take off my top shirt and revealed my shirt. It's the Constitution, stupid. I didn't mean stupid to him. I was paraphrasing, uh, of course, uh, the raging Cajun uh, who coined the phrase, it's the, it's the economy, stupid. So my wife made me that shirt because every day she had to explain and I had to explain why was I defending President Trump when I didn't agree with him, when I voted against him. And my answer was always, it's the Constitution, stupid. So I try to give Larry uh, that answer in a humorous way. He didn't take it humorously. He called me disgusting and he walked away, nearly, nearly had a stroke. He was so, he was so upset. Okay, let's do one more question. If the Supreme Court does not find the store owner, a.k.a. the artist, suppress the right of the customers, then they must rule in favor of the artist. Clearly, the store owner uh, has individual rights like anyone else, and those rights include making choices based on their religious beliefs, as long as those choices do not suppress the rights of others. So the people claiming that their rights have been infringed upon must prove their claim. Yes, they, they must prove their claim, but they have the law backing them. So here you have a statute, the statute in Colorado, saying if you are open to the public, you have to serve everybody, whether you're a dentist, a lawyer, a doctor, not if you're a rabbi or a priest, obviously there are exceptions and most of the statutes make exceptions. But um, you have to serve everybody. So we have the law on the one hand, and the law is specific. And then we have the Constitution on the other hand, which is not specific on issues like this. It's, it's general and, and, and vague. And when you have a statute that says one thing and a constitutional analysis that says something else, as long as it's legitimate, not a tribian constitutional analysis, then the Supreme Court will have to decide. And as I said yesterday, I hope the Supreme Court decides in favor of the gay couple. I think the Supreme Court will rule against the gay couple in favor of the um, web person. So I am making a prediction different than my hope because I never allow my personal views to intrude into my constitutional analysis. My constitutional analysis is like that of a surgeon reading an MRI. Uh, I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to give you the facts. My personal views are obviously formed by my 83 years of life and experience. So please send me more and please keep watching The Der Show and please keep dissenting and telling me what you think. I will never accuse you of treason and I will never censor you on The Der Show.
Okay. I was just, I, I, hopefully, I'm not going to have to have you sit there for the extra tw uh, minute, but I'm just testing Don't worry about it. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I, you got the thing up there. It's still going, but it's it's just recording that little okay. thing. Okay. I have to do my thing. I'm going to do it in the whole world. Get on with him, Ron. Sure.